Jesus. I'm sure many of you would have been wondering, who is the father of this man, self? Who is his mentor? Where did he come from? Praise God. I'm so glad this morning because my father is in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm sure some of you would have been wondering, when you see me dancing, the way I dance, maybe you have seen it this morning, you have seen the person I look like. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, I want us to um, welcome this morning my mentor, my father. He's a father of many young people. He's a father of many young and old pastors. He's a mentor of mentors. He's um, an encourager. Is a is an agent of change, amen. And if you have heard about COC, um, City of Champions, he, he he was the pastor in charge of COC. You know, one of the very vibrant church churches around. And presently is the lead pastor of HTC Hilltop City Christian Center. So with a standing ovation, Hallelujah. With a standing ovation, I want us to rise up. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. Yes, we love Clapping you to welcome Pastor Victor Akitino.
worship your name. Almighty God, we adore you. We worship you. We glorify your name. We lift you up on that. We say you are worthy of worship. Worthy of praise. Father, accept our worship in Jesus' name. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the privilege of serving you. Daddy, accept our worship and thanksgiving in Jesus' name. This morning, Lord, we are here for you. We ask that you will speak to us by your spirit in Jesus' name. Lord, use me for this, your children. Bless their hearts and their lives by your word. At the end of it, let them be liberated totally. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people shall say a better amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Please be seated. God bless you. I want to bless the name of the Lord for the privilege to be with you today here at the Paul's Church. I thank God for what he's doing through your pastor and the other minister here in the church. I must say that I bless God for what the Lord is doing with this, my son. I am proud to say he is my son. I mean, he's my brother. By the grace of God, I mean, I am not only a mentor, I'm also um, a brother to him. Praise the Lord. Now, today we want to look at something very important for everyone. And I pray that the Spirit of God will minister to you in Jesus' name. Overcoming the slave mentality. Overcoming the slave mentality. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. Romans 8, 14 to 17. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. As young people, one of the biggest struggles we have is with the, the mentality that is subdued. Now, the slave mentality is a mindset of subjugation. A willingness to surrender control, direction, and leadership to others as a result of fear. And so, you find people operating under a slave mentality, not just because they are under any kind of rulership or disadvantage, but because within them, they see themselves under. Praise God. In the Bible, I'm sure you all know the story of the spies. Praise God. The spies that were sent to spy out the land of Canaan. When they came, ten of those spies said unto Moses, we, when we looked at the guys in that land and we looked at ourselves, we were like 
grasshoppers in our own eyes. He said, and, and they said, and that was how we were in their own eyes too. Now, that's the, the difficult part for people under the slave mentality. Because they see themselves as small, they see themselves under, they also think that others see themselves that way. Now, it doesn't matter how others see them. The idea they have in their head is that I am under, I am below. Therefore, they assume that every other person sees them like that. Now, from the text that we read, two things are significant, and I want you to note them. The scripture that we read. Number one is that the biggest attribute of the slave mentality is fear. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. Bible says you did not receive, for we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Praise God. The biggest thing that you identify people who are under the slave mentality with is fear. But you know something? Fear never solves any problem. Rather, it complicates challenges. In Job chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, Job chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, Job said, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. He said, I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, yet trouble came. Listen to me. The things you are afraid of, they are not going to make the problem lower or less. If anything, they will only complicate matters for you. Now, the second thing I want us to note from the scripture is that there is a spirit behind fear. There is a spirit behind bondage. There's a spirit that makes a man to see himself as a slave. Praise the Lord. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, we recognize the word of God says that you have not received, the, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So there's a spirit behind fear. So when you find some people, when you look at them and see them as people of great stature, you see them of people of great means. You see them with people as people of great knowledge. And yet, when you talk to them, you discover that they see themselves far lower than you even imagine. It's a spirit. Sometimes people are they are born into families where there is palpable sense of fear in what they do. I want you to look at yourself today and ask yourself. Are you free from fear? Sometimes fear is not because, oh, there is something that is out there to deal or destroy you. But fear comes from a sense of not even knowing what may happen next. Listen to me. There is a spirit behind fear. And this morning, I pray for everyone here. Every manifestation of the spirit of fear. The Lord will cast them out of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are two types of manifestations of the spirit of fear in the lives of men. The first is physical. And then the second is spiritual. Now let's look at the physical. What are those things you will see in a man and you will know that this man 
is under the fear mentality. Number one, when a person exhibits fear of leading or taking charge. Have you seen someone whom they would say to come, you know what? You are the one that will lead this group. Say, ah, me. No, ah, ah, ah. Let's, let's. It's a fear mentality. When they said you are the one that will lead, there must have been something they saw in you. But within you, you just did not see yourself leading. And so automatically, impulsively, you said, no, not me. Brethren, when you exhibit the fear of taking the lead, even when the leadership is offered to you, you run away from it. Brethren, it is an exhibition of the fear mentality. Such people will always run away from the spotlight. Of course, the impression we get is that, oh, I don't like the spotlight. Dig deep. Look further. You will discover that it is not just about not liking the spotlight. It's because they are afraid of being in the front. They are afraid of being responsible for the life of the team. Today, the Lord will set you free. Number two. Physical, talking about the physical manifestation. A tendency to want to please everybody. When you find yourself trying to please everyone, brethren, the problem really is that you are afraid to displease everyone. Now, when you are afraid to displease everyone, ultimately, you will displease everyone. Am I talking to somebody? Oh, you, there, there are scenarios where you, because you do not want to offend Mr. A. You try to please Mr. B. Now, simply by your pleasing Mr. B, Mr. A is unhappy with you because Mr. A has a problem with Mr. B. And so when you get to know Mr. A now come and say, so you are now Mr. B's friend. And we say, no, no, it's not like that. And then you try to find a way between. And then Mr. B says, okay, he has left me. Listen to me. When you find yourself trying to please everyone, the problem really is you are afraid. Somebody said that if you want to please everyone, sell ice cream. Brethren, there is nowhere anyone can please all men. Praise God. Even sometimes, as a man, you might need to take a stand sometimes against the counsel, the words of some people whom you respect so much. Listen, if you get to that point in your life, as long as you are sure this is what I believe in, this is what I want, and you have talked to God about it, then go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't stop. Praise God. The slave mentality makes a man want to please everyone. We don't have time. Number three, poor self-esteem. Another manifestation, physical manifestation, is that there is a clear sense of poor self-worth. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 8. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 8. When they brought Mephibosheth from Lodeba to come and meet with King David. Look at the way Mephibosheth described himself. It's, then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I am. That's Mephibosheth describing himself. Many of us, we look at ourselves as, as grasshoppers. We see ourselves as worthless. We 
think little of ourselves. You have little respect for yourself. There is little value for yourself. There's not much you, you value in your own eyes. But let me tell you something clearly today. Nobody will ever adduce to you value that you do not adduce to yourself. No one. No one. No one. If you ever think you are worth much, it is because you see yourself as such. Many times, men have to actually fight for value and relevance. You've got to fight for it. You've got to show that this is who I am. Not what others want you. I mean, want you to think that you are. Brethren, this, I mean, poor self-esteem is a major challenge for young people. Particularly depending on the kind of environment you grow up in. Sometimes you find some children, when you engage them, they are very exasperating. They engage you. They hold you out. They fill you up. They challenge you. But you will find some children, at every opportunity, they want to recoil into their shell. And many times, they grow up that way. If they do not have an opportunity to get loose from that mentality, they remain like that and it begins to affect every aspect of their life. Brethren, poor self-esteem is a manifestation of the slave mentality. And like I said, nobody will give to you value that you do not give to yourself. Praise God. Number four, another manifestation of these people is that they play the victim. Look at it. They see others as trying to take advantage of them. Now, what, what you see is people with the fear mentality, they go about giving the impression that everybody is trying to cheat them. Everybody is trying to take advantage of them. There is this sense of, you know what, I am the victim. At home, they play the victim. At work, they play the victim. Among friends, they play the victim. Brother, if you are like that, then the problem is not with the other people. The problem actually is with you. You can't be the victim everywhere. What's wrong with you? It can't be possible that everyone does not like you or everyone wants to take advantage of you. No, it's not possible. It's just you. And the earlier you snap out of that mode, the better for your destiny and your life. Praise God. Number five. Easy, sheepish acceptance of cheating, oppression, and victimization. So when somebody is under the fear mentality, they are afraid to speak up for themselves. So whatever, whatever comes, goes. Whatever you give to them, they take. They turn themselves into doormat to every man. It's the fear mentality. And you know something about life. In life, what you don't ask for, you don't get. What you don't demand for, you don't get. In fact, let me say this. I said this many years ago. That look, even in the workplace, nobody's going to drop power in your hands. Am I talking to somebody? Listen, you can, at, at home, you know, children, they like to report a lot. Oh, mommy, so-so person has done so-so for me. Daddy, hey, come and see. So-so person. In the real world, of course, at home, at that level, you try to make peace. You try to say, okay, you know what? You are not supposed to do that to a brother. Do In the real world, you got to demand for power. You must demand, you must, you must show that you are ready to do it. Many years ago, when I started out my career as a professional, insurance professional, and I had the privilege of being chartered 
before I entered the labor market. As I was coming out of university, I was also professionally qualified. So I entered this organization and I was working and, you know, I got, somehow got transferred into this department where quotes are made for customers. And it's a very serious thing. So in this department, everyone, every other person working there, they never get around to make quotes. It's the madame that does that. So even if there are requests for quotes, they all have to wait until madame comes. And when I just say, ah, how come this is happening? I said, okay, you know what? One, after I came, quotes came. I wrote a quote. Everything, the conditions, the time, the, the rate. And I placed it on her desk. What I did was I made a photocopy of the request. I made my own quote. Madam, when she came, this came when you were not around. And this is what I have done. She looked at it and said, okay, you try. This is okay. You know, and then she said, maybe you should increase this a bit. All right? We did all the changes. We sent it to the customer. The next time, a similar quote came. I wrote exactly the same thing, the same thing that we did the last time. I wrote it and I, I waited. When she came, madam, another quote came, you know, similar to that. And I've done it. You know, she looked at it. She, she forgot that the last time. She was the one that asked me to raise something. So this time around, she came and said, ah, no, this one's too high. Bring it down. Exactly the same thing. The third time it happened. I looked at it. I did it again. By the time she looked, I said, you know, Victor, anytime these things come, just do it and send it. Listen to me. You must show that you are ready, that you are able. Nobody will drop it on your laps. No, nobody. In the real world, they don't drop. So you begin to say, my God doesn't, he doesn't give me any responsibility. You have not shown that you are ready for responsibility. You are afraid to take You are afraid that if it happens, if it goes wrong, they are going to come to you. Praise God. Let's go to the spiritual. The second category of manifestation of the fear mentality is the spiritual. Praise God. Now, number one is that people that exhibit the fear mentality, spiritually, they accept faith instead of acting in faith. They accept F-A-T-E. They accept their faith instead of acting in faith. F-A-I-T-H. Do you understand the difference? They just take everything as it comes. They live each day as it comes. Rather than accept, in that, instead of acting in faith, they accept faith. Listen. They have a sense of helplessness at life's troubles. Romans chapter 14. Sorry, Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 20. Romans 4, 17 to 20. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he, he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which were not as though they were. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So, he shall, so shall your descendants be. And then he said, and not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God. Praise God. Brethren, if you want to win in life, you must act and live your life in faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. As a Christian, everything we do, we do in faith. Anything that is outside of faith is a sin according to scripture. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32 to 35. Bible is talking about people of faith. It said, and what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. 
who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, and escaped the edge of the sword out of the weakness, were made strong. Made, they became valiant in battle. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. This is what can happen when a man steps out in faith rather than accept failure. But people with the fear mentality accept failure. Oh, whatever comes. Listen to me. It is not, if, if you take it that whatever comes, you know, I always say to people that, que sera, sera. What we be, we be. is not for Christians. Praise God. And then, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, the Bible says, we are hard-pressed on every side. Yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. We are persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. That's, that's a believer who acts in faith. And not one will accept faith. What is your situation today? Have you accepted how you are? Where you are? Have you chosen to remain there hoping that things will change someday? Listen to me. Things are not going to change until you change them. And so if you continue to wait where you are, they are not going to change. Nothing moves until they are moved. Somebody's got to move the cheese. And we're talking about your life here. Yeah, we're not talking about anybody. I'm talking about your life. When it comes to your life, you must act in faith and not accept faith. Some people change their lives. I'm sure you've heard stories. Every time we see those very inspiring stories, we say, glory to God, glory to God. Never have you ever sat back and said, you know what? When am I going to do something that people will hear about and say, glory to God? Somebody said that people who do not do anything, they will get something. But they will only get the ones that fall from the hands of those who do something. That's crumbs. Am I talking to somebody? Number two, we don't have time. Another exhibition, another thing we find spiritual is that they, they have, there's fear of Satan and his agents of darkness. People with fear mentality, fear witches and wizards. They are afraid of battles. Listen to me. Let me tell you something. Life is a battle. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. He said, be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, you know, the devil walks about looking like a roaring lion. Looking for whom he may devour. Bible said, resist him. Steadfast in faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Listen to me, brethren. The world is, is at war. Bible says to us that God is a man of war. He said, the Lord is a, he said, our God is a man of war and the Lord is his name. If, if, if our God is a man of war, we his children are soldiers at war. Am I talking to somebody? Bible said, thou therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Christ. Listen, you have not come into war, into the world for some people to just, to just treat you with kidlock. No. The life is a battle. And so, when you consider that, oh, at night, you sleep, and then you had the nightmare. What you call a nightmare? You had a bad enemy attacked you in the dream. And then you woke up. You are looking for your Bible. Listen to me. It's not your Bible you look for. Hey, you should look for the word inside of you. And bring it out and begin to issue decrees. Brethren, if you are a person of fear mentality, if you see a cockroach in your cupboard, you call your pastor. Praise God. Fear of Satan and his agent, and they are everywhere. Do you know the interesting part? Sometimes even the enemy is right within, right within your household. Hello, we have seen parents who 
are the problem of their children. Eh? A, a lady had a problem. Every time she, had, she was pregnant, she would see a, 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 a cow coming ahead and hitting her. And immediately that happens. She loses the pregnancy that day. By the time she wakes up, there will be blood. And then one day she went to pray on the mountain. And they said, you know what you are going to do? You are going to pray for the power of the Holy Ghost that the, the enemy cannot consult. And then she, she started praying. They didn't, they didn't pray for her. She just was praying. That was just a prayer. And then she got pregnant again. And as it, as it used to be, the cow came. And then in this time around, in the dream, as the cow was coming, she said, she cried, rock of ages. And as she cried, oh, yeah, fight for me. Immediately, she saw a massive rock come between her and the cow. And the cow did not stop. Rammed into the cow. And died there. Neck broken. The next day, they called her. Mama died in the village. When she got there, Mama's neck was rumpled. Listen to me. There is battle everywhere. If you keep running, you will run forever. So it's not about running. It's about getting yourself ready for the battle of life. And I tell you something. Battles turn you into a winner, into a warrior, into a victor. Nobody is called a champion without fighting a battle. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Let me tell you something. If you have your life going smoothly and everything is working, in fact, that is the time you need to pray more. That's the time when you need to soak yourself in the place of prayer. May you not have to start praying after things have gone bad. <laughs> time will fail me to tell you stories, brethren. Time will, tell, will fail me. But life is a battle. So you can't run away. You can't run forever. Which one are you going to talk about? The one in your family? Or the one in the places where you live? Or the one amongst your friends? Or the one among even people on your street? There are people who just hate your God because of the way you carry yourself. The only things are what is it, what's our own. And because of that, they are looking for every way to just see you go down. Listen, they will always be like that. You can't afford to be like them. Go ahead and get ready to face them. And look, you are not going to look back. You are not going to change. You are not going to be like them. You are just going to go and be who God has called you to be. Number three. Number three. You find them being afraid of death. Fear of death is another manifestation. Oh, they are always afraid of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. It says, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Many people are under slavery simply because they are afraid of death. Listen to me. Let me tell you something that Christians are supposed to know. When you become born again, one of the things that you conquer is death. You know why? Jesus Christ conquered death for us. Every, every believer knows that someday he's going to die. And then when we die, it is not the end. We enter into what? Into, into glory. We enter into eternity. That consciousness makes you to know that all I need to do is to serve God and please him. Once I please God, I'm going to live longer on the other side than here. Listen, a believer is not afraid of death. Don't let anybody kill you before death comes. Am I talking to somebody today? Listen, you need to set yourself free from the bondage of death. Oh, they, look, be, listen, let me tell you a story. It is those who are afraid of death that die. In fact, that is a consciousness that death has. There's a story that we, you know, those days we used to check, we used to watch sitcoms, Yoruba sitcoms. There is a story, you know, that was told. I don't know how many of you 
got to see Kotu Ashipa. Anybody there? Not very likely. There was this man that that was told, you know, the, the, the story was that death usually go to kill people. You know, and when death is sent to kill people, they will tell them. They will go and find out from the diviner and will tell them, ah, go and get ready, your death is coming by so day. And before death comes, they are already dead. Because they are told them when they are going to die. But there was this man. They told him he was going to die. And then he said, okay. When he got to him, everybody was expecting him to be like the others. So when he got to him, he said, you know what? Go and buy me a new dress. He said, go and buy cow. He started throwing parties. He started doing, in fact, he said, and he started saying, even if I'm, no good, if I'm going to die, I'm going to enjoy my life. He said, there was a song they used to sing in that place. They said, Bing kuo, majero, majero, kinto, ma lo. Bing kuo, ma washo, ma washo, kinto, ma lo. And then, that was, from the day they told him he was going to die, he started living large. He started spending money. In fact, he was enjoying himself. And in that, in that field, they usually show it, do it that death will come physically, carrying one club like that. Then when death came to his house, you know, he would just... But when he came to this man's house, he got to the area and said, I'm looking for Omoloku. That's the name of the guy. He said, I'm looking for Omoloku. They said, Omoloku. Omoloku. He's the one. He said, no. I'm talking about the Omoloku. Omo. He said, that's him now. He said, throwing the party. He said, yes. He went dead. He went close. I said, no, this can't be the person they sent me to. And he went back. And that's how Moloko did not die. Brethren, those who fear death are the first to die. If you are under the fear mentality, one of the things that will always kill you before death is the fear of death itself. Praise God. And then number, number four, there is an incurable need. For those who are under the fear mentality spiritually, there is an incurable need for visions, for prophecies, for inter intermediaries to God. People under the fear mentality are always looking for prophets. They are also looking for places, churches, where they give visions and prophecies. Listen to me. You probably sometimes, many of them put themselves under bigger bondage because of those things. Am I talking to somebody? Oh, Jesus Christ had already torn, had torn the veil when he died. He gave us access. Listen. Let me tell you something. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4. The Bible says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. There are those people that will say, Our pastor is not anointed. Meanwhile, he's teaching them the truth of the gospel. The word of God is life. Listen, Bible is clear. Let me, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 9 to 10. Isaiah 30 verse 9 to 10. The Bible said that this is a rebellious people, lying children. Children who will not hear the law of the Lord. Who say to the seers, do not see. And to the prophet, do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things, prophesy deceits. So the pastor will say to them, a sinner will go to hell. If they don't want to hear that one. He's the one that says to them, don't worry, you can marry that guy, even despite the fact that he has a wife. That's the one they want to hear. Listen to me. It's fear. They are afraid. They are always looking for people to prophesy. Many of them turn pastors into demigods. They make pastors even become liars if those ones are not careful. 
Because each time they come before them, they say, what is the Lord saying, sir? What the Lord is saying is inside your Bible. Am I talking to somebody? He says, say ye unto the righteous. It shall be well with you. That's what the Lord is saying. And he said to the sinner, He shall eat the fruit of his... Listen to me, brethren. Let's not be deceived. Everyone that is looking for prophets everywhere is fear that is driving them. This God goes nowhere. Am I talking to somebody? I'm not saying prophets are not good. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong. But you know something? God remains God. There are things he will do and he will not reveal to prophets. We saw the example with Elijah. He said, ah, God has decided to take this boy and he didn't reveal it to me. Praise God. Have you seen a prophet lose his child? Have you seen prophets losing their wives? Great men of God? It just shows that God is God. Why don't hold you to that God? Don't let fear drive you around. Number five, finally. They have a poor and incomplete knowledge of God. They don't know God. People like that, they don't know God. John 15, 15. They don't know God and his ways. They no, longer, no longer do I call you servant. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all things that I've had from my father, I've made known unto you. Brethren, fear will drive people away. And they will make them to be what? Not to know God. Rather than seeking to know. Look, Apostle Paul said that I may know him. Listen, Apostle Paul, by the time he was saying that thing, had already become a general. But he still said that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. Listen to me. You need to get yourself to that point where what you are looking for is a deeper walk with God. There is a level of faith that you are not afraid of anything. In fact, things become afraid of you. And let me tell you something. The things you are afraid of in your life, and I'm talking about you, those things, they are also afraid of you. The only reason why they've had an upper hand is that they played on your ignorance. Because there is a word of God in your mouth, you have refused to declare it. Because there is a word of God in your heart, you have, you have refused to speak, to speak it out. There is a destiny already set for you. You have refused to, to prophesy it into, 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 into manifestation. No, that has to stop. Praise God. And now our time is up. But let me quickly run through this. What must you do? Discover God yourself. In order to overcome this mentality, you need a spiritual encounter. Enough of coming to church as a social service. Enough of coming to church because of Ankoh. Church is not as be. My friends are going. I'm also going. You know, you must, have, you must have a personal encounter with God. You must give your life to Christ so that your sonship can be activated. John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons. You must have an encounter. You must meet Jesus yourself. You must have a personal revelation of Christ. When Jesus asked them, who do men say that I am? They say, oh, some say you are like the prophet. You are like Elijah. You are like Jeremiah. He now asked them, who do you say I am? And then Peter, by revelation, said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, though the flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. Listen, you must get to a point that your knowledge and understanding of God is not just about because, because of flesh and blood. It's not just based on, oh, these are the things I read. What is Jesus to you personally? Have you had an encounter with him? If you have an encounter with Jesus, it will stick. It will stay. It will keep you wherever you go. Praise God. And then you need to confront your fears with your faith. Hey, you need to confront your fears with your faith. You need to confront your fears with your faith. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, you have not received the spirit of bondage against to fear. 
So no, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Praise God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Brethren, you must confront your fear with your faith. That thing that is making you to be afraid, face it. I read the story of a couple yesterday who were both heirs. And it was a time they wanted to start a relationship. And they went to God to pray. It was a difficult one because both of them are in the medical profession. And so they know the implication of what they were going to do. But they said, you know what, we have come to a level of faith where we choose to trust in the law of the spirit. You know, the law of life in Christ Jesus. Much more than the law of, of, of the flesh. The law of sin and death. Am I making sense to anybody? He said, both of them went to pray either one. Then the guy said, while he was having the prayer, David, God said to him, you have a choice. Whether you want to live by the law of sin and death or by the law of the spirit. Now, this is a very, he said in that write-up that, look, this is personal to him. He's not recommending it to anybody. But he's just telling people that things can happen if you know God. He said, and God told him that, you know what? God, will, I will, the father of the girl will give you a message. He has not met the father at that time. And then by the time they came back, the girl also went to pray and spoke with her father. And the father said, you know what? I understand what you are saying. Now, this is very, that's very strange for a father. Is that very, the father said, yeah, if you believe God is leading you to marry him, go ahead. God will see to it. And then when they told the guy that, he said, wow. They got married. And they prayed. They said they prayed. And when they prayed, they said they told God, we want to have three children. And we don't want any of them to be SS. We want to have a twin and a, a twin boy. He, he said this were the prayers they prayed. He said today they have both three children. Three of them are boys. There is none that is SS. That's their story. Beloved, confront your fears with your faith. God honors people of faith. Praise God. And then set yourself free from the mental. This is the one I like most. Set yourself free from the mental and spiritual slavery. Are you there? This one, nobody can do it for you. Set yourself free from mental and spiritual slavery. The chains in your hand. Now, this is where I'm going. The chains in your mind need to be off. So that you can see that there are no chains in your hands. I'll take that again. The chains in your mind need to be off. So that you can clearly see that there are no chains in your hands and your legs. And until the chains in your minds are off, you will continue to hold your hand like this. I see there are chains there. But if the chains in your minds are off, you will realize that, look, there is no chain. There are no chains in my leg. And you begin to move in that light. And then you pray for boldness. The disciples pray for boldness. You know, <laughs> you need to get to that level, brethren. You need to get to that level. You need to be free from the, the, you must pray for boldness. Ask God for, the disciples pray for boldness. Acts chapter 4 verse 29. Acts chapter 4 verse 29 and 31. Bible says, now look Lord on their threat and grant to your servant that with all boldness you may speak your word. In verse 31 it says, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were offering with the Holy Spirit. And they did what? Spoke the word of God with boldness. It is okay to pray for boldness. That's up to your faith. Maliku preshunta lidaba. 
It's okay to pray for boldness. Malika pashantali gaba. Rika shantali gaba yentelia. You are going to say, Father, from today, baptize me with the spirit of boldness. In the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. I receive godly confidence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. The Lord wants me to pray for some people specially. You know that you struggle with self-esteem. With poor self-esteem. I'd like you to lift up your hands. You know it. 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 Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Today, you, you'll be free. Yes, you know it. You, you, put, you look at yourself so small while everywhere. Lift up your hands. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God is your father. Nobody can put you down. Lift that hand unto heaven. I want to pray for you. Maliku pray. Santalia. Father Lord, behold your children. Hey, I'm no longer slave to fear. I am a child. Lift up those hands. As, as, you, as the song is going, I want you to come towards me. Come towards me. Come towards me. Come towards me. Take a step of faith. Come towards me. Just take a step of faith. Take a step of faith. I am not a slave to fear. I am not a slave to fear. I am bold. I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Father. Mighty God, God of heaven. The first step to overcoming the fear of this one is that they have come out. They have conquered that fear that will not really keep them back because you want to set them free. I therefore pray for you. In the name that is above all names. Every spirit of fear. Holding you back and holding you down. Today. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. The Lord set you free in the name of Jesus. From today. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. You receive the spirit of adoption. Whereby you cry, Abba, Father, in the name of Jesus. Go and conquer everywhere you go. Go and win everywhere you go. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. God bless you. Go back to your seat. Put your hands together for Jesus. Pray and say a word of prayer to him. 
Uh, the Lord has used him today. The Lord will fill him again. The Lord will fill him with more unction, more grace, more empowerment from the throne of grace and mercy. Just as every virtue that has gone out this morning, the Lord will replenish in multiple folds. Let's ask for his ministry that God will continually lift him up. He will take him higher and higher in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your son that you have used for us this morning to water us. We ask for God that you water him abundantly in the name of Jesus. Lord, replenish every virtue, every grace restored, 